0: You're listening to the Mid Career GPS Podcast, episode 131. All right, my friends, there has been a lot of discussion and debate about quiet quitting. It seems that everyone has a strong opinion about this topic, and it is certainly a hot button issue. But here's the thing it's not anything new. It's great that it has a name and it's gotten some attention, but I wanna spend a few minutes with you today talking about some consideration and thoughts about quiet quitting and some tips for you and your organization. So in today's episode, you'll learn what quiet quitting is, what to do if you believe you are quietly quitting, what your organization needs to do if someone is quietly quitting, and how to tell your story if you're quietly quitting and actively looking for a new job. This is the Mid-Career GPS Podcast, and I'm your host, John Narrell. I help mid-career professionals who feel stuck, undervalued, and underutilized show up to find a job they love or love the job they have using my proven four-step formula. It's time to start building your Mid-Career GPS. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. If you're feeling stuck and unhappy in your job and are unsure what steps you need to take to get out of it, you are not alone. I'm not saying quiet quitting is the answer, but I know there are five mistakes mid-career professionals make. And honestly, these mistakes are definite career derailers that hold you back from getting the results and the job you want. I've created a new guide called Five Mistakes Mid-Career Professionals Make and Need to Stop Doing. You can visit johnnerrell.com, check the show notes, or visit the featured section on my LinkedIn profile to download your copy of my new free guide. This guide's going to put a spotlight on the mistakes you don't want to do if you're building your mid-career GPS to a job you love or want to love the job you already have. Now, on to today's topic. So you know I'm a fan of definitions. And from Wikipedia, they define quiet quitting as an application of work to rule in which employee works within defined work hours and engage in work-related activities solely within those hours. Despite the name, the philosophy of quiet quitting is not connected to quitting a job outright, but rather doing precisely what the job requires. Proponents of quiet quitting refer to it as acting your wage. I hadn't heard that before. You've probably seen TikToks and other social media posts related to this concept. You know, I will admit there are times when I love looking through Instagram Reels or scrolling through TikToks, and there are some pretty funny things that are on there. And one of the things, I like to call it a fantasy, right? It's the fantasy of acting out how you leave your job and you get on the intercom and you talk about how awful your boss is and you're quitting, and you're letting everybody have it when you leave, and (laughs) trust me, it's not your best move. Please don't do that. But for a TikTok or entertainment, we can kind of get caught up in that and maybe even cheer them on a little bit. Here's the thing. Based on the definition I just gave you, you know if you're quietly quitting. You know if you're quote-unquote acting your wage. Let's not fool yourself here. It's just us. But I wanna offer that this is not the same as setting ground rules for setting boundaries or things like putting your family first or honoring certain obligations. That's a completely different topic. As I see it, quiet quitting is about doing the bare minimum and only doing what you are asked to do within the confines of your workday. Now, it might be you, it might be someone you know, but you know when the workday ends and you've put in those eight or eight and a half hours, you're done, that's it. There is no extra. Let's acknowledge that quiet quitting is a choice. It is an action that you are taking because of a circumstance or series of circumstances that have happened to you and your current employer. You are making a conscious decision to not only do the bare minimum, but you're not doing anything beyond that. It is a repeated behavior. Quiet quitting is not a one-off. It is a choice. So let me ask you this. What are your reasons for doing it? Are you unhappy in your job? Are you trying to get back at your boss? What kind of satisfaction or motivation are you getting from doing this? Now, when I'm working with a client and we're specifically focused on their career transition, I introduce a program called Energy Leadership. Now, there is an assessment that most of my clients take. It is called the Energy Leadership Index Assessment. It is founded by IPEC, which is where I got my coaching certification from, the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. And there are seven different levels of energy. And we look at these different levels of energy in terms of a concept of winning. And so when a client is saying that they're quietly quitting or they're having some negativity around their current employer, one of the questions I will often ask them is, how is that serving you? See, for quiet quitting, there is some temporary satisfaction, but it doesn't last. And I'm curious if that's the way you want to show up. Everything I've read, and and I will admit to you, there have been times, and I notice I said plural, there have been times when I have looked back on my own career path and I have found myself doing the bare minimum, and I could tell you specifically what the incident was, the circumstance, the stressor, the influencer, and it didn't feel really good to me. It's not the way I wanted to show up. So if you believe you're quietly quitting, I want to offer you that you need to decide how this is helping you get that next job, whether it's internally or outside of your organization. In other words, how will you explain to a future employer about your brand and reputation when you go to apply for that new job? And if you get to that point where references are being checked, what are they going to say about you? More importantly, what do you want them to say? But this is the thing how do you tell that story? So, from an organizational lens, I want to look at this from the standpoint of you're the manager and you have somebody on your team who you believe is quietly quitting. I strongly believe it is the manager or team leader's responsibility to check in and talk to each of their direct reports about what's working for them and what isn't. And if it isn't and you suspect someone is quietly quitting, then you need to have an intentional conversation about what's going on. I used to ask my team all the time, What's frustrating you? Now, when you build trust and you build an effective team, what you get at that point is you get people who will be honest with you. Sometimes they will say, you are, or this project is, or I have too much work on my plate, or so-and-so on my team isn't pulling their own weight and I'm always having to pull them along. These are additional circumstances that can lead to that action of someone checking out. Like I said at the beginning, it's great that we have a term and we can call it quiet quitting, but it's not anything new. And I have said it before and I will say it again, you are 100% responsible for your career. If you listen to last week's episode where we talked about There is a lot of good prospects about finding a new job before the end of the year. Again, that's a choice. How much you put yourself out there. If you believe you can't find a job in this market right now, then you are putting yourself at a disadvantage with a limiting belief about not finding that job right now. So if you're a manager or a team lead and you believe you have someone on your team, who is quiet quitting. Here are some questions you can ask. What's working well for you? Yep. Ask them to define what's really working well for them so you know that too. And then to say, well, what's not working well for you? A lot of times people may come to team meetings or or individual meetings and they'll just wanna dump. They'll want to tell them about all the stuff that's not right. You as the manager or team lead have an opportunity to help shift their energy and at least focus for a moment about, well, what is working well? What are the things you are proud of? But if you sense someone's unhappy or they may be quietly quitting, I'm going to offer ask the hard questions. What's not working well? What's frustrating you? What might motivate you to leave? How do I make it better? Make sure you listen and acknowledge that they're being heard. Don't ask the question because you're listening to me or you feel it's the right thing you do. Don't ask the question if you don't plan on taking action based on whatever somebody says to you. You, as the leader, get to choose whether you want to take action on it or not. But you at least have to have the follow up and acknowledge and validate them that they are being heard, they are being seen, you are listening to them, and you will give them the reasons why or why not you can or cannot do what they are asking you of or asking for. We cannot brush this entire issue under the table and look for someone else to solve it. It starts with us. It starts with you and how you choose to show up each day on your job. Look, we all have bad days, right? I have a dear, dear friend of mine. She will text me and she'll be like, I'm taking a knee today. I know what that means. That is, today, I just don't have it in me. I will tell you, she works 50, 60 hours a week, sometimes even longer than that. She is more than deserving, in my opinion, to take a knee when she needs it. But if you're taking a knee every day, if you're doing the bare minimum and that's it, then my friends, we need to have a larger conversation or you need to be having a larger conversation with your boss about what isn't working for you. So if you're checked out, I used to use the phrase, they crossed over the bridge, right? What I meant by that phrase was that there was no way we had enough to pull them back over onto our side. They were actively looking. They were going to leave, right? If they've already crossed over the bridge and they're leaving, then it's my job to support them in some ways that they are still held accountable for doing quality work, but that I get it that they're going to leave. It's just a matter of time. So if if you or someone you know is quietly quitting and actively looking for a new job, how do you tell that story to a future employer? I, I know the first thing you're going to say to me is I'm not going to mention it. I'm not going to let them know anything about it. Right. But when you get asked the question, why are you looking for a new job? That's where you have to decide what you are going to say. In the past, what we used to say is we would talk about fit. It's just not a good fit. I'm not liking the work very much. We would never say anything like, I don't like my boss, right? We would always say, it's just not a good fit for me right now. And on some level, that still works, but it also doesn't. Here's why. In an age of greater transparency and clarity, the more specific you can be about why you're looking for a new job, the better off you are. So I'm going to ask you, what does that fit look like? And how is that fit not meeting your expectations right now with your current job? Maybe there isn't a place for you to move up on the org chart. Maybe you've been passed over for several promotions and your brand is damaged in some way with your current employer, that they're never going to elevate you to that position you want. Getting clear about what fit looks like in terms of work and culture is key to how you will tell your story, and it will help you assess what that perfect fit looks like for you in that new job. But it starts with you acknowledging that something isn't right. Something isn't fitting. It doesn't feel right. You're either not liking the work. You're not liking the clients you're working with. You're not liking the people you work with. You're not liking your boss. You're not liking how you're being paid. You're not liking the opportunities for advancement. You're not liking where you work, or what the company's mission is. I'm willing to bet that as you're listening to me, you are running a laundry list of things as to what it is you don't like about your job. And if you're happy with your job, flip the script, my friends, and then start thinking about all the things you really like about your job. You've got a lot to be grateful for. Quiet quitting is an action. It is an action that is based off of a conscious choice based on a series of circumstances you are currently dealing with. You have a choice to quietly quit or not. But I will offer you this just like I did last week. Now's a great time for you to find a new job. People are looking. People are hiring. And You have a ton of opportunities in front of you to network, pull people into your network, warm up existing networking connections that you have, apply for positions online, get your resume updated, polish up your LinkedIn profile. One of my best episodes this year was about why you should be writing more LinkedIn recommendations to help build your professional brand. I will make it a point to link up to that in episode in the show notes. Be of service. Give to your network. See how they can help you. I'm going to wrap up this episode with just a couple of personal thoughts. So I shared with you earlier that there have been a couple times in my career where I could look back and easily say I've quietly quitted. And It was temporary, it was short-term, didn't feel really good about it. It certainly is not one of those things that I am most proud of in my career, but I understand why I did it. But I also knew that for me to get out of it and feel better about what I was doing, I needed to be the one that took the actions. I needed to leave the organization, find a new job, increase my responsibilities, change the conversation. I needed to make things better. We spent a lot of time at work. There was no denying that. I talked with someone recently on a coaching consult, and they explicitly shared this. And they said, I don't want to be miserable at work anymore. I want to be happy. I want to do work that I'm proud of, that I'm engaged with, that's important to me. And I need to find the time to figure it out. I am ready to figure it out. Are you? Are you ready to figure it out? If so, drop me an email. Email me at john at johnnerrell.com or connect with me on LinkedIn, and you and I can have an introductory conversation about where your career is. And if we think there's an opportunity there for coaching, we can talk about what coaching with me may actually look like for you. So you can be happier. You can feel more satisfied in your job. You can show up each day and never feel like you are quietly quitting and not showing up at your best each and every day. Because my friends, your career is important to you. You are worth it, you are more than enough, and there are plenty of opportunities that are out there that you can find and you can create and you can do that will make your professional life a whole lot happier. There are four parts to building your mid-career GPS. It is about preparation, strategically positioning yourself in the market, promoting who you are and what you do, and how you show up. And when we do those four things, opportunities happen. And I want what's best for you. As we go into the holiday season, if there's one thing I want for all of my listeners out there, it is for you to be happy and confident and competent in your job that you wake up every single morning and you say, I get to go to work. That is what I want for you. So again, if you have any questions, feel free to drop me an email at john at johnnerrell.com. Visit johnnarrell.com for more information and certainly connect with me on LinkedIn. I would love to be part of your network and have you as part of mine. And until next time, my friends, remember this. We build our mid-career GPS one mile or one step at a time, and how we show up matters. Make it a great rest of your day. If you enjoyed today's show and don't want to miss an episode, follow on Apple Podcasts or wherever you usually listen. And I'd appreciate it if you would leave a rating and review. Visit johnnarrell.com to download your free copy of the 55-Minute Career Transition Jumpstart to help you start building your mid-career GPS. Don't forget to connect with me on LinkedIn and follow me on social at John Narrow Coaching. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.